This audio was taken from the Let Her Be Heard live show. I wonder how many of us actually secretly desire more, but don't know how to actually talk about the more that we want. So today we're going to delve right into this topic. I'm Andrea Gullick. And I'm Barb Gibson, and we are here to let her be heard. We absolutely are. And Barb, this topic, the more, Mm -hmm. the more, what is the more that we're talking about? And the thing that I guess I really wanted to open up with first is my belief, and, and I think it's backed with a number of friends that talk about it and people that I've sort of you know, met along the way is that deep down a lot of us are desiring this more and yet there's a there's an element of guilt and stuff around that. And in, in particular for mums, I guess, they, these are the people that I'm really talking about, but what happens if we do want more than to be a mum? Or we want more in terms of our career choices or whatever it is that we desire more of. And yet those little voices and stories that go, well, you're not never going to be happy. Like, I mean, your children, are, <coughs> excuse me, your children are everything. Shouldn't that be enough? Or you've got a good job. It's this, and we talk about it all the time. I'm going to try and remember what it is, Bob. It's not oh, an end. Yes, yes, yes. Not oh, an end. Because sometimes <laughs> it is like that. It's like, well, if I want more, then I'm not already happy. But what happens if we can like break that sweetheart open and go, I'm allowed to be happy and still want more? Yeah. What if? What if we do break that open, Andrea? Yeah. And so, and I like it. yeah, go. I was just going to say, I love, I love that you're talking to moms and women, but this can be for anybody that like life looks good on the outside, life looks good. And there's something in you that's wanting more. And we talked about this just before the show. So this can wrap the show many the show. areas, the show before the show, but really they don't know we were only on for like five minutes, but we can talk fast. But um, yeah, what is it that, Everything looks good and we want more. And even more importantly, Barb, and I know that I know that this is kind of like the nuggets we need to get into. Why? Why is there such a hang up around allowing ourselves to desire more? Like what what's going on? Because there's something going on, isn't there, in terms of not allowing ourselves to be free in that desire or free in that choice or truth it's almost like what are those stories yeah we always talk about that the story that's going on and to give our listeners some examples I think Andrea um like we did talk just before the show a mom who thinks that a good mom always puts her kids first and so it's not okay for her to want more you know what's the story she's telling herself why is it not okay Or if you go in the other realm of somebody who has an amazing career, but it looks great and it's bought the house and it's bought the cars and it's bought the neighborhood and yet it's not fulfilling. They want something more. 
You know, so what is the story if you don't have that? You know, like when we talk about more, we're not necessarily talking about physical things, right? Mm. Stuff. No, and I'm so glad you brought that up because, excuse me, I've got a problem in my throat. Because this was the the other part that we really wanted to just breathe air into, Barb, that a lot of the time it looks like and we might think that it's this physical more that we want that when we have that that's it or when we have that when we get that promotion or when we get that house or when we've got that much money in our bank and yet I'd almost argue that the more that most people are desiring whether they know it or not is more peace Mm -hmm. is more inner freedom is more contentment is more being comfortable in their own skin. Yeah. And I wonder if, and this is what we talked about in terms of differentiating between the more because there's the mind that desires more and the soul that desires more. And sometimes I think maybe we don't know that there's a difference and if we don't know that there's a difference, we're trying to fulfil that soul craving through what the mind tells us which is get the bigger house get the better job get the prettier wife get the more you know fantastic husband or have the picture perfect you know curate this look of more mm-hmm. and actually our soul might be whispering and the reason I say it is because I know it I'm not making it's not like this is not the next best-selling story this is truth for me as well is that the, the the soul will crave simplicity. Mm. Simplicity of peace and joy and happiness and contentment. Yeah, because that's when you're aligned with your soul. So that's what simplicity and peace looks like. You could be doing all kinds of things that are complex, but when you're aligned to your soul, that's peaceful and you can do anything you know we hear that saying you can do anything but you can when you're aligned to your soul because your soul is your truth we talk about this all the time your soul is your truth what are you created to who are you created to be what are you created from what is that who am I and then what am I here to do and when you know who you are then you can hear what am I here to do and I know that might sound a little abstract and I don't mean for it to sound abstract because um, I like places where we can help people. How do I do that? How do I align yeah. with that? Well, it's really interesting you say that, Bob, because I had this, you know, these, these moments where little, I don't know, I call them epiphanies. They might not be, but just these little bits of information drop in and, I was really thinking about that in terms of, well, what does alignment mean? Because like we said before, we can throw words around all over the shop, but what do they mean? And like I just had this really strong realisation that, you know, for a person or I was even thinking about businesses, companies, corporations, all that sort of stuff. In how, what does alignment look like? What does being congruent mean? And I thought, well, 
a lot of us have the head stuff sorted, like the mind. That's what we do. Like the mind is about the doing and how to do it sort of thing. And we can live in that space quite easily. It's mainly where we play, well, I think. I'm like, what about the, the heart and the soul though? And I'm like, the soul is kind of the knowing. It's kind of the that feeling of what's the potential here, what's the impact, what's the ripple, what like what's the big picture vision kind of thing. That's mm. for me is like the soul of anything. And then the heart is responsible for how that feels when we're doing that, when we're living, when we're working like so if you know what you're here for, you know what the impact is, you know what the more is. Mm-hmm. You know what the more is, then you get to choose to come into the heart of how you want that to feel because we can go in search for more and it be hard and fast and got to have it and grab it and I want this and force your way to it. Or you can you can be gentle and trusting and open and loving and compassionate and whatever else you want and that's through the heart and then the mind will follow on what it has to do. Mm-hmm. To me, I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense. But to me, to me, that's that's complete. Like, like that's complete alignment. Knowing what you can do, what what the more is, how you want that to feel, and then go do it. Mm, yeah. And that might be as simple as having a cup of tea, Bob. Like, I'm not talking. <clears throat> I'm not talking out in pursuit of being the CEO. I'm literally talking about what happens if just sitting and having a cup of tea. How do you want that to feel? What's the what's the big picture of the cup of tea in terms of contentment or peace? Mm. I mean, you know how to go and do it because you boil your kettle, you put your tea bag in, you pour it, you drink it. Like, and I know that sounds too simple, but well, you know, as you're saying this, Andrea, what it reminds me of is being present to the now. What are you doing in this moment? to how do you want to feel in this moment? What are you doing? Are you present to write what's before you? And and that does help you align with your soul. That does help you align with who you are when you sit and you're in the moment. Um, yeah, that just really made me think of that when you were talking about that, like a cup of tea. You just be in the moment, whether it's playing with your kids, be in the moment and that is where you'll find peace and And so that's the thing Bob because as you're saying that I'm like it's more time we're talking about the more like what more are we desiring and this is the thing to be present is, is about and I'm not saying we need more time in more hours of the day but we need to be is it about being more, um, oh, what's that word? It slipped out of my mind. More um, like the choice maker of our time and how we spend it. Mm, oh, there's yeah. a word. That's really going to, that's going to grate on my nerves, Barbara, that I can't think <laughs> of the word. I'm not sure what the word, what you're thinking of. Either. Anyway, okay, going. But, yeah, we need to, you know, being more present, like we're talking about the more and what is the more and is it that, is it that are we really desiring to become conscious in the mm. way in which we spend our time 
and conscious to the moment maybe that like, what do I feel like? Yeah, that's really good, Andrea. And that, um, because what is our story? If we get something, what does that mean for us? And so if we're striving for that something and not being in the moment, we're, we're missing it. What if we can create that feeling right here, right now? And the, the big picture, like, you know, one of the things I believe is, you know, we are created in this life force energy that is around us, this life force that there's something bigger than us. What makes me breathe? What makes my hair grow? What makes my fingernails grow? Things I have no control over. And so if I believe I'm created in that image, like I am a creative person, I'm a brilliant being, those kinds of things, you know, we are always looking to express that. And can we express it in this moment? I mean, I'm just like having my own conversation right now with myself with this, that like, yeah, what, this is the moment. And so the more is like, now I'm living another moment. What's this moment look like? And um, but breaking it down into that, like you have, Bob, as in what makes my hair grow, my finger, like, you know, what is this magnificence that we are created in that allows all of these things to just happen and, and we don't control them? Mm-hmm. Like we literally, I, I don't make my heart beat. It's involuntary. Like I don't make my lungs, like they all work together. They're all congruent. Yeah. Our brain our, our heart, all, all of our functioning, we don't control that. And what happens if we can recognise that things work even when we're not demanding them to be? They just yes. do. Yes. And if we really sit with that and we know that we go to, you know, we know we go to some deeper places sometimes and this is might be all a little... Okay, righty go. But that's totally fine because that's the way yeah. that we roll. It's what we love. Right. And that's and the right. people that love us love it too. Mm-hmm. So there was another point that came through with, with that that more of um, that's what it was. So that magnificence that allows everything to function without our control because we are magnificent. And what happens if we could get more comfortable with the truth of that? Yeah. Ooh, that's really good, Andrea, because what if we are comfortable with that? What if we do stay in that? And so the more story is just being that versus I have to achieve, I have to attain, I have to conquer. And I think those stories are very subtle, but... And see, that's where the differentiation for me is that when I have to do something to be something, that's the mind. The mind likes us to be doing it, likes us to be striving, it likes us to be achieving. And the stories underneath the why that is, is is something that we can go into. But the soul recognises its magnificence. Yes, just so because we are. Yeah. we are magnificent. And, and what, the, the more of that, the more 
you know, and let and let's be honest, breaking out of those programs and those beliefs of that is arrogance. Like this is what, if anything, I'm going to put a fiery energy into this morning. It's this whole notion that to love who you are, to own your magnificence, there is a difference in just owning that and just being okay in that and it's not arrogance arrogance is when you need the rest of the world to affirm that but you need to be better than the rest of the world to be able to say i am great Mm. what happens if we could just feel it what happens if we can just embody it what happens if we can just know that yeah because it's that comparison thing we do that if i'm magnificent that means somebody else can't be a as magnificent or if I'm the favorite that means nobody else is the favorite yeah. no what if we're all the favorite what if we're all magnificent what if we're brilliant and we just get to own it and we stand in that that is a powerful message of of ours and, and I just want to Jill Barry is magnificent message once again ladies and I just I really want to celebrate that that this message is landing out there, Bob, because this, I, I just feel like this is such a super powerful one, is, is that the more magnificent we, we know that we are, all of those other little bits and pieces, even if the mind says, I, I, I'd, I'd like a bigger house, cool. But you'd like a bigger house because it's what feels right. It's not it's not to prove anything. It's just, to keep up with the Joneses. <laughs> it, it's just the pieces of the puzzle that just feel good for you just because they do. Mm-hmm. And if you want a little house, that's okay too. You know, everybody else has a big house and so you're supposed to have the big house. What if you want a little house? And I did oh, want a little house and we got a little house and we've got a really <laughs> little, little, little house right near the beautiful, beautiful beach and now I want a little bigger house and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that's another thing, Andrea, is that when we have something doesn't mean that it can't change. Yes. To flow with our soul, to flow with that guidance of the magnificence that we are, flow with that. And this is what I have for you now. And this is what I have for you now. And it's be- life is a journey. It's not a destination. And when you can just enjoy the journey moment by moment, listening and connecting to that truth within you. Oh, this is what we do now. This is where we're going now. And you can just be happy. And the other thing I love about that is when you will do that for yourself, you will allow others to do that. You you don't put a, a lid on them of like, oh, don't you think that's a little risky? Don't you think that's a little too out there? Like you will just embrace, like, you know, my grandchildren are playing and I see so much competition happening. And and I'm like, what if we were just happy for everybody? They got something you didn't get. They scored, you didn't. Why does it have to be like, mm, I'm going to take them out next time, you know? And like, just be, just yeah. be in 
all that. And um, I probably wouldn't do very good at the sports because, you know, I, I, I kind of have a problem with like, teaching our kids all this competition stuff all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. Uh, issue so you're, not, you're not really the soccer mom on the side of the side of the oval living precariously through your, your child's sporting career? No, no, I cheer uh-huh. for the kid that gets the goal on the other team too, you know, like, yeah. yeah. And, you know, we see that maybe at the first level, but, you know, as it grows, the competition comes out and we're getting off on kids now. I don't mean to do that. No, and that's what we, we take this wherever it's got to go, right? Yeah. That's the beauty of this. But it's interesting because in in just pressing pause on that point, one of my dad had many, many, like, quotes that were interesting, but the one that is, is on this that has stuck with me and it, it's like generational it like has moved down the generations. humble in victory gracious in defeat mm. now I can be competitive like when I get out there I you know I like to play the game you know um, I do but that humble in victory gracious in defeat has it is like etched on my soul because it was so important like to my dad and just it's just always stuck with us that, you know, because you, you're going to be, you, you can be flying high and, and everything is going great in your team and maybe you win the premiership and whatever, but what happens when you're the underdog? Like what happens when all of a sudden the tide turns and like that's even in life, Bob, like that's representative of that whole, okay, awesome, you're, you're like achieving this great thing and everything's going amazing I mean, we only have to have a look at COVID to see how quickly things can change mm-hmm. in careers or relationships or whatever it is. Like just because you're up there doesn't necessarily mean you're going to stay there. And, and and not that I want to look at those physical levels or anything, but that's the reality. Sometimes everything can be going fantastic, Bob, can't it? And you wake up the next day and everything has been turned on its head. And sometimes you can be down here thinking, how on earth am I going to put this shit show together? I don't know what I'm meant to be doing. And pieces of the puzzle fall into place and all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, this is magnificent. That goes back to what we've talked about before. It's in your thinking and how you're, mm-hmm. what, what is the story you're putting with that you woke up and things are a mess or whatever you, that are they? And you know, sometimes the evidence looks really, the facts look really grim. But what if everything's working for your good? I say that over and over. And I know that when you're in the moment, it doesn't feel like it. But, you know, what if it is? And um, and what if it is, I guess for me, I don't know whether, I, I feel like I'm, I feel slightly different on that. And that's okay because we're different. So... <laughs> What what if everything does, it is like just really not good. Like you know, things were really not good in September 2006. They were not good. Mm. But what happens if we, if we can be okay in the not good, Bob? That's the key that because... If you stay, if you can stay that balanced, stay the, yeah, this doesn't feel good. This doesn't, you got to feel it, feel it, deal with it. But 
to heal it, as our friend says. Um, but. Wait, sorry, we've got a friend in here loving this right now. So that's beautiful. I'm glad it's okay. landed. Good. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for commenting. We appreciate that. Um, yeah, just that being in the moment, staying centered. There's something bigger than me going on here. I don't understand it. I don't see it all. I want, like, go back to our subject of I want more. I want it to be different. I don't like this outcome. Like, hmm, take a breath, exhale, and just, like, hold on. And, you know, we mm. talk about it frequently, don't resist. <laughs> that. No, don't resist, but just go with the flow more, you know, and, and the pendulum swings. We're not balanced and centered all the time, Andrea. Mm -hmm. We're not. We have stuff that happens all the time. But can you come back and go, there's a bigger story here. And and what, what is it? And be in it. And, you know, that's why it takes a, that's why we're surrounded. The, the whole thing in, is working together. There's other parts that are supporting us when we're, when we feel like it's all down and, now I'm getting off, really off, but I got a lot that's going through my head about all this. Yeah, no, and it's perfect. It's always perfect, Bob, because I guess I look at me now in, in terms of who I was back then when, you know, everything, like the biggest things that have happened in my life, I guess, and in the eye of the storm, I didn't have this on board, but that's been the whole point is that I've learnt more I understand more, I accept more, like if we tie it back to the more. Mm -hmm. And so every situation, if we can continue to see that there is more, like because I do wonder, and not that I'm, I'm not wanting to attract that, but I do wonder how this Andrea would manage. I really mm -hmm. do wonder how she would manage because I feel like there's more to me that I see now and I understand now than what I did in 2006 and that whole thing of what happens if there is more to yeah. understand and accept and recognise and see and if we just, you know, just hold on, allow ourselves the space to feel the discomfort without resisting it, without demanding that it be different, because it's not going to be different. It doesn't matter how many demands. I mean, we know that they're the stages of grief. You know, you do this bargaining stuff. There's, and grief doesn't have to be about death. We know that. You know, grief can be any life change that you're not really in control of. There will probably be sort of some layers of that. But that whole, what happens if I'm a part of the whole? And what is the whole? What's the, you know, and that's the more, isn't it? The whole is sort of like what more is there going on around us? And and I love that you brought that up, Andrea, and that, like, time, ex age, experiences help us learn how to handle that more, help us to not become hopeless. We have evidence that... You know, you talk about 2006, that was the year for both of us that our husbands passed. And we have evidence that we are fine. We're, life went on, we're good. We're, 
were wonderful actually. And so, um, but I, that's what I love about, like, I know I'm older than you and the wisdom that comes with that. <laughs> Thank you. But, um, you know, the wisdom that comes with that. And that's why we do what we're doing is to walk alongside people who are in a place that are like, how do I keep going? Is there more? What does that look like? How do I even believe in it? And that's what we, that's why we do what we're doing to walk and help people come back to your soul and, and how to align. And, you know, one of our things is to, to sit and to listen, give yourself permission to listen to that voice inside you that is saying everything's okay. There's another voice that's probably saying nothing's okay. And we, our advice, our tool that we use is how does that feel? How does it feel if you keep believing the voice that says nothing's okay? And you'll feel it in your body and it won't feel good. And when you change your perception for a moment and go, what if everything is okay? And you hear that voice inside you that we promise you the bigger picture is everything is okay. We don't know what that looks like, what the details of that is. But when you just stop for a moment and, you know, Byron Katie, Byron Katie is somebody I followed and she's like, who would you be without the thought that everything's not okay? If you took that thought away, what does that feel like? Who would you be? And so if you can allow yourself to do that, that's where you can breathe. And maybe it's just for a moment at a time, but then you can come back to it again. All right, who would I be without that thought? And it just works over and over. That's how love is. I talk about the voice of love, the soul. That's how it is. And you'll feel the ease in that. And I'm not saying it all goes away. We're not saying it all goes away, but you keep coming back to it. And so I just wanted to say that, Andrea, because we so often, you know, just how do you do this stuff that we talk about? It's a big deal. We talk about it. And then how do you do it? And I want people to know that we know how to do it too, and they can do it too. So, so in a nutshell, what I hear is that we want to be more connected. Yes. And that's the key. It is. The key to everything that we've just spoken about in the last 30 minutes is that, one, you are allowed to become more connected to your truth. Two, it's possible to become more connected to your truth. And three, whether or not you can at the start, you will begin to believe what you hear. Mm-hmm. And it, it's about being more connected, connected to yourself, connected to that source of love or the universe or God or whatever your source is. Mm-hmm. And that naturally connects us to each other because we get rid of the comparison and the resistance like we said earlier and it's like it's okay to want to be more connected it is okay it brings everything else with it yeah 
Would you like to finish up on that? <laughs> no, I think you wrapped it up really good. I really love how you did that. And so let's land it right there. Right there. Give yourself permission to connect. And it's okay to want more. Yeah. 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 Have a fabulous week, guys, and we'll see you again next week. Thanks for joining us.